another episode of Level Up Your Leadership. I'm your host, Lisa Kristen. Normally on this podcast, I have conversations with exceptional leaders to unpack how they created their success and to discover their recommended tools and tips and strategies that inspire listeners like you to take your leadership to the next level. And lately I've been having some requests from people who say, Lisa, you help leaders to develop. Why aren't you sharing your tips? Why are you always interviewing other people? So I thought, great question. Um, I'm a curious person, so I always wanted to know how other people do it, but I'm also happy to share tips from what I've learned and from the people that I've worked with. So today's episode, I just wanna share with you the proprietary coaching method that I use. I've made it up after years of experience working with different people, figuring out what really fundamentally impacts their lives. And I'm gonna share that with you today, so enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Level Up Your Leadership. In today's episode, I'm gonna do something special. I'm gonna share with you all of my trade secrets. So as many of you know, I am an executive coach. I work with many different organizations across different industries, different locations across the globe. And I've had a lot of experience starting to understand what is it that helps people to really change their behavior Because that's what coaching is all about. How do you change to become more of the person that you want to be? So I want to explain to you, it's a very simple process that I've created, and it helps tremendously. So it's very easy to remember. It's called the why, what, how method. So again, the point of this coaching methodology is to make it really simple and really easy for you to use and practical in your everyday life. And it starts with why. Now, maybe some of you have read or seen the Simon Sinek start with why method where he says you have to have this greater motivation and purpose. And that's actually true. All of psychology basically knows that this is true, that to have a bigger motivation, to have a bigger, greater sort of understanding of yourself, who you are. You know, when we talk about authenticity, it comes from this space. Now, what I want to share with you in the why category is most people have zero idea about what drives them. So when I work with coaching clients, I define a few things and you can define these at home as well. These fall under the why category. So the first one and sort of the most important starting point are your values. What's important to you? You may or may not know what they are. You may or may not have named them yet but I promise you that they run your life. Because what makes you the most angry? When you get really upset and someone's really ticked you off, it's normally because they've stepped on some kind of your value. So I can tell you the most common values that people have are things like achievement, creativity, or some kind of awe, inspiration, family, friends, or some kind of human connection. Respect is a big one. And the one that I would say that people don't offhand realize, and yet it's one of the biggest triggers that makes people upset, is freedom. People tend, and again, everyone's values are different, people tend to love their freedom. So when you get upset because someone's imposing some rule on you, you're feeling that lack of freedom being honored. And that's why it's important to know your values, not only to understand yourself better and to go, okay, Now I know what I want to work towards, but you also understand 
what am I not getting enough of? Oh, actually, I'm really upset with my job. And I didn't realize it's because I don't have that freedom or because I'm not honoring that creativity that I'm really seeking. Values are also hugely important in the sense that they help with decision making. So, so many of your decisions in business, there's no right answer. I mean, in life too. And I'm very sorry. I wish I could say, here's the answer, you know, prioritize one, two, three, done. We know that problems are much more difficult than that. And so what we can do is look at our values and we can say, okay, do I take this promotion that will mean more hours away from home and family and I'll be traveling more? Great for my career. Or do I stay where I am or maybe even take a different job at a different company? How do you make that decision? Well, when you look at your values, um, you actually want to put them in an order. So you want to say, actually, I value family over career. Or you can say at this stage, I value career over family. There's no right or wrong answer to your values. You just have to be true to yourself. And that will help you to know that you've made the right decision. Now, I want to point out, it's important, you can't control the outcome. So whether the decision was good or bad, you can't know. But what you can know is, I made the right decision based on my values at the time. What is also important in this why category is understanding your life's purpose, your big vision for sort of your life. Again, most people have no idea. They'd love to know what they're passionate about. They'd love to know What's this sort of driving factor for their life? And yet, it's difficult to say. It requires a lot of intensive sort of self-reflection and trial and error and work to see. Now, we see other people who sometimes know their true passion and we're, I know so many people are almost jealous. They're like, oh, but they know what they want. Why don't I know what I want? And it's really just a matter of reflection. So important to have an understanding of who am I? Who do I want to be? In this life, and what do I want to accomplish in this life? And not as a really specific, I want to get this job, I want to go to this school, I want, but just as a general, like, what's the impact I want to have left on the world? And the other really important aspect that shows up in the why category that I think is so important is personality. And it sounds weird. Why would I put personality in your greater purpose and drivers category? And the reason is that your why category is about building who you are and your character, what's important to you, what makes your decisions and your personality and your sort of preferences for how you behave is something that really drives who you are, what you accomplish. And it's very important to have a recognition of what is your personality. So are you extroverted? Are you introverted? Are you naturally more of a rational, analytical person? Are you a creative type, etc.? Now, on the sheet that I give clients, and I'll tell you later, I'll give it to you for free. So I'll tell you later how to download it if you want it. I put an asterisk next to personality. The reason is when you have this big life vision, you should really work towards it. When you have values, you should really honor those values in the best way that you can. Personality? it should really be flexible. And that's what I want to say is also something that's not recognized enough. Many times people have a personality where they say, well, that's just who I am. Well, it doesn't have to be. Sometimes in order to meet the goals that you want or to live your life purpose, 
you got to flex out of what comes naturally, comfortably, and easily for me. And a great example is the woman who's sort of super famous for being an introvert, Susan Cain. She wrote the book Quiet, Power of Introverts. She hated public speaking, was terrified. It was the most miserable experience for her. And yet she had this big message that she wanted to share. So even though by personality, she wasn't a public speaker, she knew she had a bigger sort of mission and a need to be a speaker and to share this message. And so she taught herself to flex out. Now, does that mean she loves speaking and now all of a sudden she's changed as a person? No. She, her personality is still the same. She still has to balance going on stage and sharing a lot of information with some quiet time in order to bring back her full energy. So personality should be somewhat flexible. Um, the rest of the stuff, when you're making decisions from your bigger purpose, when you're making decisions from your values, that's what's going to give your life a feeling of meaning. Most people have this uncertainty. How do I know I'm doing the right thing? How do I know I'm in the right career? This is it. Does it align and further your mission? Does it honor your values in the way that you want to live? And that's the most important way to look at it. So you really want to build your why before you ever get to what am I going to do? What career am I going to take? What company should I work for? And certainly before you ever get to the how, so how am I going to run this project? How am I going to get enough clients to get my bonus? All of that is secondary. You have to be super clear on your why. After you're very clear on your why, you get to the what. So the what is all about what are my goals? Now, I want to make a really clear distinction here. Many people come to me you know, I'm a coach, they want to have some tips on how to reach their goals. And I differentiate between the outcome that you want and your goals. The outcome, so some people say to me, okay, I want to get a promotion. You don't really have control over that. There are many factors that will go into that. You don't have control over the politics. Maybe there's a hiring phrase at your company. You know, maybe the position's going to be eliminated. You can't control that. So don't sweat it. Know what the outcome is that you want to get. If you're an athlete, you want to go to the Olympics and you want to win a gold medal. You can't say how other people are going to perform. All you can say is I'm responsible and I'm in control of what I can do. So what are not the end results or the outcomes that I want, but what are the goals that are within my power, within my control? What can I do that makes it the most likely that I will get the end result that I want? So when you set up your goals, you say, okay, you know, if we take this example of an Olympian and you want to be a swimmer, you say, okay, what's the likely time that I need to get to in order to win the gold? Well, in the last five Olympics, the swimming time was X, Y, Z, et cetera. So it's likely, and I see my competition and they're swimming at this. So it's likely that I need to get approximately this time. Okay. That's the goal, not to win the gold but to get to that time that you've set. And then from there, you do a gap analysis. So you say, okay, I need to get to, I'm making this up, one minute. And actually my swimming time right now is a minute five or a minute three. So then you know, aha, so the gap is I need to close down on this three seconds. And then you go, okay, so what can I do? What are the skills I need to acquire or the behaviors I need to modify in order to close that gap and get to the goal that I want? It sounds really easy and straightforward, 
most people don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, including myself before I started working in this industry, when I was working in my, the Fortune 100 companies myself, I understood the goal is I'm in sales and I want to sell products. I want to have the income. Well, that's great, but you don't totally control if a buyer buys from you or not. Maybe they have budget cuts and they can't buy right now. Maybe the demand went down. Maybe, you know, their RFP process, whatever it is. There are many reasons why you might not make close the deal. Nothing to do with you. So you want to start focusing on process that is most likely to get you to the outcome that you want. One thing that I will say is, you know, what is about defining your goals, defining, you know, how to achieve them. What's important about being in the what category is too many people don't spend enough time here. This is particularly true. You know, I also do trainings on design thinking and innovation. And this is so true that when people are designing, they go, okay, we need a thinner wallet. Well, let's take a step back. That's a really fast assumption. So don't just then go, okay, they said they want a thinner wallet, we'll make a thinner wallet. What it might be actually is they don't just want a thinner wallet, but they want something that can conveniently go from pocket to purse to uh, whatever sports bag. And that's why they thought they wanted it to be thinner. But actually, when you look at how they're using it, you observe what's going on, they have stated the problem incorrectly. They have stated the what incorrectly or you've assumed the what incorrectly. So taking a moment to really focus on the what will have huge benefits on how you execute and how you execute well the first time. So when I'm looking at this why, what, how method, you want to spend a lot of time up front on the why. And then once you've really solidified your why, you don't have to you know, spend a lot of time on it every time. Then the what, you want to spend a lot of time. The mistake that many managers make is they spend almost zero time on why. They spend like 10% on what, and they spend 90% on how and execution. And that's interesting. You feel more productive because you're getting things done. You're moving. You know, people like the adrenaline of like, I'm getting things done. I'm checking it off my list. We're making progress. But often you're making progress in the wrong direction. Because if you don't know your why and you don't know your what, you're sort of half guessing what, what your how should be. And this is what causes most errors, what causes most rework, and what causes most failures. If you spend the majority of your time on the why and the what, by the time you get to the how, it's going to be super easy to execute. And the how is just, how do I execute this? Now, in coaching, we use the how section to say, how do I learn more about myself, the behavior, my impacts on people? And then this is the experimentation part where I say, okay, so I've learned that I really have a value of integrity. And what I've noticed is, you know, that my boss isn't always integrity. I see him dodging clients and lying about it, whether he's in the office or not. And even though that's a small integrity failure, it's important to me to have integrity throughout everything. So how can I address this? You know, you can talk about how am I going to approach my boss? How am I going to talk to him about it? And then plan the logistics of here's what I would say. Here's how I would bring it up. Here's the time that I would do it. But notice that the driver is why and what. Now, in coaching, when I'm helping people to make behavioral changes, the how is actually pretty easily categorized 
again, I try to make this as easy as possible for people to make the change. I know we're busy and stressed out at work and our lives. So in the how category, I just say, okay, you want to change something? What do you want to do more of? Or what do you want to do less of? What do you want to say more of or say less of? And who do you want to be more of? And who do you want to be less of? So do more and do less, that's pretty obvious. So, you know, if people have complained that you are a jerk in meetings, maybe do less calling people out in the meetings, right? So just shut your mouth, do less of the speaking when it's not necessary, okay? Say more, say less. So maybe one of your employees says that they don't feel like they get enough recognition. So you would say, okay, I'm going to say more thank yous to my employees on a regular basis. I don't know, I'm going to send a weekly email highlighting what everyone did and what I'm grateful for. You know, whatever that how looks like for you. And be more and be less of is sometimes when we want to do scary things, you say, I have to be more courageous. So I'm going to show up in a meeting where I don't normally talk and I'm going to be courageous. This is who I'm going to be more of and show up courageously in every meeting that I have with you know, senior management. So sometimes it's a character thing where we just say, who do I have to be? I have to be more kind. And that might mean like picking up a piece of paper for someone when they've dropped it, whatever it looks like. But the embodiment of who you want to be is sometimes the really important first step in changing your behavior. So again, the why, what, how method is really easy. And when I'm working with clients, I actually refer to it as the why is sort of a zoom out. So you go to the mountaintop and you're looking at it from the top peak, right? And so when you're in the heated moment of fighting with a colleague or, you know, you have a deadline and something went wrong, take a minute and not just go to your why, but I call it zoom out, okay? So you zoom out of the current how situation and you say, what's important here? What's the bigger principle here? What's the bigger strategy here? What's the important thing. Why are we doing this? Why is this important for our company to achieve? So you zoom out of the sort of noise and get that perspective. And once you have that bigger, greater perspective, you can go back into the what and how in a new, less frantic, more focused way. And it's much easier for you to make decisions. You know, so many decisions are uncertain. We don't know. It's ambiguous. It's unclear. How do we know we're doing this right? Zoom out. Get to the bigger picture. What's the point? What are we trying to achieve here? And that will drive clearer what and how. And you will find that you can make decisions faster. You will find that you have less stress and more of a feeling of certainty that you've made the right decision even whether or not the outcome is exactly what you wanted. So this is a high-level overview of why, what, how. I have a sheet that I actually share with my clients. It's a large printed sheet. And what I recommend that everyone does is to actually use Post-it notes. Because it's not a straightforward process to say, okay, here are my values, done. Once you discover your values, you then, again, go through, you test them out, you find out more about yourself, you learn additional values. So everything on this why, what, how sheet is a work in progress. You'll always have new goals, new ways of implementing. So I have it set up so that you can use post-it notes. So you put the post-it notes on in the section, 
And you can add to them, you can remove them as you're finding out, you know, some people like I have a value of being very open. And then I realized, hey, maybe I'm being too open. And it's actually creating a lot of conflict in my life because I'm too understanding and it sometimes paralyzes me. So what I did is I took the post-it note and I reordered. I said, actually, I don't want to value being open more than I value achievement. So sometimes I said, now I'm going to make decisions. I just want to hit the goal instead of just being open and understanding everyone's positions. Again, both are very important to me. It's not that they went away, but I could lift the post-it note and put it towards the end where I could reprioritize it and I could start making different decisions based on where it was in priority. So all of this is very flexible. It's supposed to be. It's a learning process. All of this is about you learn something new about yourself. You test it out in the real world. It went the way you wanted or it didn't go the way you wanted or whatever it is that happened, you then learn from that and you test again. So the whole model is about learning and doing. Coaching is not about theory. It's about actual practicing of behavioral change. So if you want to download my template, I'm happy to give it to you free of charge. Head over to my website. My uh, company website is kristenconsulting.ch. It's not .com. .ch is a URL for Switzerland where I'm located. So that's kristen, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N, consulting. C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot C-H, not dot com dot C-H, kristenconsulting.ch. Head over there. You can download my template free. And um, let me know if you have any questions, if you found this helpful, if you want more information. My goal in being a coach and in helping 21st century leaders to develop is really to help people be satisfied, have a meaningful life. I don't want you to go to your job every day for the next 45 years and at the end go, wow, I totally wasted my life. My life purpose, my life vision is that everybody can lead these really meaningful, fulfilling lives. And I totally believe that you can. And that's why I put this why so important at the top of everything you should be doing is discovering your why so that you can align and design your life to be based on fulfilling that meaningful goal that you have, whatever that is. So be in touch. I'd love to hear from you. If I can help you in any way, let me know. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Level Up Your Leadership. It was a lot of me talking. So thanks for sticking with it this whole time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Level Up Your Leadership. If you're interested in learning more about today's guests and the topics we've discussed, check out the show notes on www.lisakristen.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please go to iTunes to subscribe. While you're there, it'd be great if you could rate and review the show. And if you really like the show, I would appreciate it if you shared the word on social media. As always, thanks again for listening.